one sec. Good morning. It's nice to see everybody. Uh, this is Dave Sobel with New Radio Media and Real Estate Realities. I'm here with Dylan Tanaka and Emil Israelov, and we're talking today about what are we talking about today, Emil? It was really high up on your agenda. We're talking about the real buying, deal. The real deal. Buying your first investment property. Right. That's what we're all about. I love right? it. Real estate deals. I brought some cash. Uh huh. A million dollars. Courtesy of Sobel PLC. Courtesy of Sobel PLC. Of right. It's a chocolate bar, just so you know, Emil. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they make a million it's dollar good. bills. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, no, it's it's a great topic, right? Buying your first property. Um, and uh, where do we start? Well, you, you start I mean, by how you collect your rent. And that's usually with nickels on your first right. investment property, right? Emil wasn't here for that show, but Emil mm-hmm. wasn't here for that show, and we—I think we talked about it like four or five times right. already. But, <laughs> but Dylan, Dylan's high—you know—his uh, claim to fame is that one of his first deals he ever had. I mean, our audience is going to get tired of this, but his first uh, rental property is when he went to go collect the rent. He was so green, the tenants really abused him, and they would throw nickels, do- his rent down in nickels, in like paper bags. In plastic bags, and, and watch him collect them from the sidewalk. <laughs> this is a kind of classic, but you know it, we're not so talking you modified about modified your lease a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We're not okay, talking yeah. about right now <laughs> landlording. We're not talking about landlording, but I mean that is kind of a byproduct of, of owning a, an investment property. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we should start really with why don't we just do a kind of a timeline? Sure. Uh, we'll start with you, Dylan. Really, okay. what do you look for, and then how do you get the money? Right. So I think right out of the gate, you have to have a little bit of an education to to know what you're looking for. So you want to figure out which market that you want to be in. Most folks are going to start in residential. So you're going to drive around, maybe talk to a real estate agent, maybe even do some some seller marketing yourself and find a property that seems to be profitable, whether you're going to hold it long term or you're going to buy it, fix it and flip it. Before you even do that, you've got to get your financing. Right. right. How are you going? How are you going to buy it when you find it? Well, I mean, so you know the. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait there, before we get to <laughs> before we get to the credit union, which you know we understand you can get financing. There are other options. I mean, I'm not there dissuading people, right? Because a lot of these investors options. do seller financing. It's a yep. big deal. One hundred percent. The right? fix, you know, the fix and flip investors. You mm-hmm. know, there's people for that. But if you're if you're looking to buy an investment property to hold long term, right? Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Try right? to secure the longest term financing that you can. Sure. So I think I saw a home in Westland today for sixty thousand dollars online, and that would be a great first rental property for somebody. Do you remember the street? Uh, I could put up on Facebook. No, no. Just $60,000? $60,000. Yeah. $60, right. A 1,000-square-foot ranch, oh, I think. Right. So um, so here's here's an excellent you know example. So you have to put a minimum of 15% down with us mm-hmm. for investment property. Mm-hmm. You'll be paying PMI, and because it's uh, an investment property and not your principal residence, your interest rate will be slightly higher. Right. Right? So let's call it a, a half a percent higher. 
and they'll need a three quarters of a percent higher. So we're at a five and a half percent interest rate on sixty thousand. You're borrowing fifty one thousand dollars from you. Mm-hmm. That'll be eighty five percent of the value, right? You've got to come up with the fifteen percent plus your upfront costs, closing costs, taxes, mm-hmm. insurance. So if you don't have that saved up, you can go to a four hundred one k, right? If you have your existing home already, you may be able to tap into the equity of that right. home with a line of credit, right? Right, and then we'll you know assuming you qualify with credit and everything else, we will finance the remaining 85%. Which is probably, what, a $350 payment, maybe less? Not even. Yeah. I mean, including taxes and insurance, it should be somewhere between three fifty and $400, let us just say. You can rent that property out in Westland probably at least eight to $900. Yeah, with the basement, I think you get nine nine fifty without maybe eight. No, it's like nothing's changed. I used to own property in Westland and... Several Sharon mm-hmm. Street, a couple other streets. Uh, Henry Ruff, I think. Henry yeah, Ruff. I, I think Ruff. this one may and need a little TLC. Oh yeah, but a thousand bucks, or like eight to a thousand, still the rent has all day long. There. Yeah, all day long. Yeah. So, and we were talking the other day, Dylan, at our last show, we were mm-hmm. talking about cash on cash returns. Sure. So now, if you were to buy that property with cash out of pocket, and you spent sixty five thousand dollars, including your, you know, transaction costs, and now you're receiving eight hundred dollars a month. Well, you just put up eight, you know, sixty-five thousand to get uh, maybe an extra three grand know, a year, maybe two fifty a month. You know, yeah, no, but I mean, if you know, just the cash on cash sure. return. If you put up sixty-five thousand dollars and now you're getting eight hundred dollars a month, that's ninety-six hundred dollars. I mean, that's a really good return, that's the right? Ones, yeah. Now, if you take that, you know, let's if we just did simple math, just it's about a. 15% return, mm-hmm. right? Now, you leverage that with that 85% mortgage or 80% sure. mortgage, and you put, you know, now you're out of pocket for 14000 and now you're getting a return based on... Right, only about know, three eight. grand less. That's where I was going it's with that. only three grand less. So you're going to bring in five, so you're six... Bring, you're bringing in five or $6,000 with now you're at a 33%, 33 return. Right. Because so of the leverage. cash on cash with that mortgage gives you just such a greater return on your money. Mm. So don't tie up all your money in real estate, but definitely, you know, if you're going to buy rental properties, finance enough to make sure that the property cash flows. And now with that money, you can take, instead of spending $60,000, assuming you had the 60,000 to begin with, you could go buy three or four of these properties. And now, you know, now, now it's starting to make sense. And you can go collect your nickels. Collect your nickels. nickels. I like the seller financing idea. I'm closing on two on Friday, and and I have seller financing at 5%. Oh, wow. And I qualified with a 480. I think I'm at 490 now. Last time we pulled my credit, right, David? (laughs) I qualified with a 490 with with my new lender. Really? (laughs) (laughs) But no, the beautiful thing with uh, with seller financing is, you know, the options are kind of limitless. Right. When we're the buyer. Yeah, I mean, Emil has it down packed. I mean, if you're going to buy and hold, Go through a bank. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to flip, if you're an investor like yourself and you're doing uh, wholesaling, whatever you got to do, you want to move fast. Uh, you're no disrespect to the credit union, but if you got to stop, drop, and roll, I always cash. prefer to deal with the yeah. uh, seller financing. Oh, absolutely. But, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, it's it's really the the end justifies the means. 
when yeah. it comes to, you know, what, what are you trying to accomplish? Sure. So once you get your financing in order, you know, hire a professional real estate agent. Sure. Someone who understands rental properties, though, right? You don't want to. Uh, so then you're saying hire a professional real estate agent? Like Dylan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. That's the first time I've been called professional. <laughs> That's what I was questioning there, right there. No, I'm kidding. No, not all realtors, even, you know, it's like either you teach or you do. Very few do both. Right. And uh, I don't know, you can get a mentor who doesn't sell real estate who can advise you a lot better, probably. And there's so many mentorship programs mm -hmm. for. For uh, 30, for 40, 50 grand, it's easy well, to get into too. a mentorship program versus well, was, buying property. That was a, 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 a business plan that Dylan and I had first when we first really started talking after after he talked to me. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, you know, we just hang outside these seminars. You know, they're selling them for 30 and 40,000, we'll sell them for like 15,000. <laughs> and we've actually bought and sold in the neighborhoods that uh, these folks are hoping yeah. to learn. Yeah, definitely. So, so, you know, if you're going to be a landlord, get you know like i said we, t we talk about leases all the time mm -hmm. get, get a bulletproof lease so your your client can't pay you in nickels right you know ach find out what day they get paid take it right out of their bank account if you can i'd ask for that first well depending on where you're at a lot of people don't have bank accounts when True. you're you know but nowadays they all have. Actually, I mean, you don't now, really now need to take it out. I got to tell you, you don't even need to take it out. You just basically give. You know, I have. I'm yeah, sure have them do. deposit. In Here's specific an account. Banks. This is your specific account. You go in every month, make sure it's in that account. That's it. You don't have to even get into their account right. or so touch you their. Deposit the nickels to the bank. Yeah, just mail it to my Swiss account. So you know, get your get a lease, get a get a bulletproof lease, consult an attorney, get a bulletproof lease that you can, you know stand behind in court and if you have to evict somebody and you know start looking for properties yeah yeah that's the name of the game is getting off your butt and not being scared and uh analysis paralysis paralysis analysis whichever way it's supposed to go because everybody seems to want to play and look and watch youtube videos but at some point you gotta pull the trigger gotta pull the trigger you know what i mean to me every day we keep track of all the different things that come through just like you guys, you know, you'll get a phone call. Somebody's looking for some financing based on ridiculous terms, et cetera, you know. I mean, I had a lady today who's referred to me from another attorney. She's from uh, somewhere out of India. And she purchased two properties in Detroit. And if, she, if I say she overpaid, that would be an understatement. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so she wanted to, you know, ride the wave of being a new investor, et cetera. Somebody took complete advantage of her. And... Um, she bought the properties for probably five times the value. <laughs> and uh, then she hired a management company, who then, uh, you know, an alleged management, property management company, who then took her for another $25,000 in repairs. And then uh, said, oh, yeah, we have tenants, you know, but uh, they want these <laughs> things done. Right. Uh, she's out so much Just money. So, yeah, it's, it's incredible. So, I mean, even you have to qualify the statements like, oh, you want to be a first-time investor? Where do you want to be a first-time right. investor? So, uh, you know, if you're going to be an investor in your own backyard, that's wonderful. You know, knowing the property, knowing the area, but so many people. It, to me, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. I'm happy to take it. Uh, I'd rather do prophylactic work than, you know, uh, clean up. Right. But, hey, when you're looking for a property as a new investor, do it within your region. 
Right. Yeah. Make sure it's where local, you understand somewhere you can yeah. you know do you the can little drive to. repairs yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna I mean, fix you have a, a limit. toilet, yeah. If you have to fix a toilet, I would tell you that once I had a property in Brighton, Michigan. I'm sitting in my office in Farmington Hills. This is a couple of years ago. You remember my offices? Oh right? yeah. And uh, I get this real. I, you know, I like realtors. I'm a realtor too. A full disclosure, but. A realtor showing my house. She's not the listing agent, and she's freaked out about this property. She calls me up. Are you the owner of the property? I said, yes. She says, you have like a tidal wave, a waterfall in your kitchen. It's leaking all over the place. It's wow. going crazy. I'm like, you're kidding. So, you know, it was like, if, I don't know, 7 o'clock at night, I was about to leave the office, and I'm like, well, i got to get a plumber, but no, who's going to go over there right. that late on a on – a, Tuesday night or something, right? So I drove all the way to Brighton. There was there was a leak. There was a drip underneath the <laughs> tidal wave. Right, right. You know, and that's that's the your house got washed away right. by a tsunami. Right. Actually, I just had a, and that you know another story. I just had a guy who called me from Southgate today. Uh, closed on the deal. Uh, he was a seller. Closed on the transaction. Um, no problems. Never had a prop- problem with the property he had. He lived there for a couple years. Closes on the property. The next day, the whole basement floods. The new people get the house. He says it's never ever. Right, I'm looking at your oh, eyes. Oh sure, never. He's never had a problem. He goes. I, he goes. I swear Scouts to God. Scouts honor. Right. And yeah, we're so cynical, right? We're like, yeah, right. Did it he flood goes, from a leaky pipe, or well, did it no, flood it from it a flooded, sewer backup? Well, interesting enough. So he he's being sued now, and he says I, I've never had any water in this house. He goes, but after some investigation. The city had redone some of the sewers, and apparently there was a tornado just recently that touched down in Southgate. Did you hear about no. this? So he has all this evidence, and apparently the tornado affected the sewers, which affected his house. Is he being represented? Or is he he re- will be shortly. <laughs> Did he sign the retainer <laughs> agreement yet? But, you know, so— uh, Oh, he called you. He called not me. Not the buyer. No, okay. he's not the buyer. Okay. He's okay. the seller. He's being sued. Good. He needs but, you on his power team. Yeah, the power team. <laughs> That's what they need. What's the power team, Dylan? Well, it consists of a genius, which is typically the attorney, David Sobel. Um, no, I think the, the new investors, uh, they're on bigger pockets and Facebook and what have right. you, and they hear about building this power team, which is great, right. except you got to get your hands dirty before you wash them. Right. So I think you, you want to get into business first. It, it's good to have some connections, right. for sure, but when they want to come and sit with you for an hour, they don't want to pay any money, right, and Guess they want to learn everything. They don't sit with me for an hour at right. all. Yeah. Right. Don't well, come and don't come and say I need a power team. I liken it to a Capri Sun. You know, as I've gotten smarter in real estate, I get people that want to put right. a straw in my head and suck my brains out, <laughs> and then say, "Hey, thanks, bye." So it doesn't work like that anymore, right? I guess, I guess the point of my my telling you about the Southgate deal and and this other deal is like every deal is right and fraught with like devils, like with this possible one issues. Yeah, right, just waiting. A devil in every level. Yeah. At a client who uh, who equated all his problems in real estate, you know, there's setbacks. But he was a big gamer. He loves gaming. So when you know when he's investing, if there's a problem, he never gets discouraged. He just goes, okay, well, I got to get down to the next level. It kicks me down. I got to get new tools. Mm-hmm. You know, and the you know, and the games. I'm not a big gamer, but I know that you know. I remember like Mario or Super right. Mario Bloop. back in the '80s or get something. Your hammer. You get your, you know, they give you now. Now they get right. Now that they get you, you know, they kick you down a level. They give you a new tool, and now you understand a little bit better. This is what real estate's about. Yeah. It's kind of the same idea. So he was telling me this whole long story, and I said, "Wow, I go that is pretty discouraging." He goes, "No, he goes, I've learned there's a devil in every level." Wow, and I just love that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's he was pretty. 
uh, another younger hashtag guy, domain yeah. name. Devil in every lava. He he watches the show. So uh, if anybody, uh, his name is Brian. Hi Brian. Hi Brian. Anyways, uh, he does a nice job uh, and his stuff. But yeah, it, there's so many different issues and variables. It's like walking a lily, you know, lily pad over a river. You know, you got to tread lightly to be able to get to the other side if right. you want to do it right. So, what are your um, what are your big problems that you see when people come to talk to you about non-owner occupied properties? That's so, another name for investment property. Yes, by the way. non-owner occupied, correct. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of the challenges we see is somebody wants to come to us a first time, you know, real estate investor, and they have zero experience, and they want to buy the house that they're going to occupy it. After they just told me <laughs> that they don't, you know, like, <laughs> hold on. Wait, you just told me this is an investment property. Right. I can't do this. No, but um, a lot of times people just don't qualify based on their income and their mm-hmm. current debt, right? So you're doing all of this to start making a couple bucks an hour or a couple uh, couple bucks a month on a rental property when, you know, you really need to take a look at your financial picture first and maybe get rid of some of the higher interest debt that you have. So when, when we come yeah, back, we're going to go investment. to a break, but when we come back, you're going to talk to us a little bit about what they can do to prepare themselves for financing? 100%. All right. Okay, that sounds pretty good. And then Dylan will talk a little bit more about um, seller financing. Seller financing. All right. Sounds so good. So I guess I'll take us out. We'll take pay us some out. bills. David Sobel here for New Radio Media and Real Estate Realities with Dylan Tanaka and Emil Israelov. And, uh, Perfect. Yeah. Finally got through it. When you don't think too much about it, it's It's like riding a bike. That's right. All right, so we'll be right back. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. What's an entertainment channel on new radio media dot com? At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years. And through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. And we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. Do you want to see things like this? Did you just say two died? <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I take my axe and I smash it. No! <laughs> and check out Podquest. 
The show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous tricks. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. with New Radio Media with Dylan Tanaka, David Sobel, myself, Emil Zrela. So let's get to the financing part of this. This is where I have. We never I talk about financing, so I'm really excited to <laughs> talk about it. So, all right, it. so if you're going for lender financing, right, credit credit scores, big issue. Mm-hmm. Make a huge difference on what you're going to pay in rate. Mm-hmm. So get your credit, you know, go meet with a lender, or even you can go to one of these self-service credit report sites mm-hmm. and um, – just see, see what's out there on your credit report. It's better to know what's on there and address it than not know and then walk in. And all of a sudden, you're expecting to pay, you know, 5% on interest rate, and it's 65 now because your credit score is 100 points lower than the – What's the disparity, point. like, you know, like based on credit score? How does it affect the rate? I mean, I know – So what on, a, on like a conventional – 50 points? On a, conventional, is, on a conventional mortgage, uh-huh. um, 740-plus is uh-huh. – tier a plus okay and then it drops in 20 point increments mm-hmm. and there those are buckets mm-hmm. and it, just imagine looking at a grid you're looking at a grid that has um the rows are based on that 20 credit score mm-hmm. um bucket and then you have a grid going vertically across that's based on the leverage how much of you know what percentage this of the graph is going to be on our website for people to take a look we at. do have that yeah. absolutely so like I said, investment properties cost a little bit more to finance than you know something you're going to occupy yourself for obvious reasons. The risk you're not living there; it's being beat up by your uh, tenants. So get your credit in order, and then start doing your mortgage shopping. Get your financing in order. Know how much you can be approved for right. without, you know, without having to have it leased out. So th- I'll tell you a neat little trick: if you have a rental property on your tax return, you can actually buy another uh, property and you can get a tenant in there and they'll allow you to use the lease hmm. as income. Gotcha. Because you already have experience as a right. landlord. Got it. If you don't, I thought you had to have one tax return with that showing on one there. One tax return, right. So you want to close in like November, <laughs> right? So you have well, two. That, or, mm-hmm. I mean, by, by the 13th month, you've already got two years. Right. It works like that, though, it right? It does work. Okay. It does work. But, you know, overall strength of the borrower mm-hmm. also is taken into yeah. consideration on that. supersedes everything. So, so, you know, get your financing in order. Know how much, you know, know where your down payment is coming from. You know, I have this much to work with. I've got this much that I'm, you know, I can finance mm-hmm. and then start looking at, you know, houses within, you know, 10% of that price range. Because, you know, you're not always going to pay you know the sticker price you're nego- you could negotiate you're looking for something the hundred thousand dollars you range. should negotiate you should always negotiate right. not good you should yeah right 100 percent right so you know with us the underwriting process and you can get all of this done subject to finding a house so a lender can pre-underwrite your entire file and just you know 
just at house, right? So you're fully approved. You're fully approved. The not, underwriters not pre-approved. Already, yep, the underwriter's already underwritten your entire file and saying, okay, based on these hypotheticals, mm -hmm. a purchase price of this, a loan amount of this, you know, tax numbers. Right. But see, that's – I'm not – questioning and I'm not here to I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a minute because that's kind of what I do for a living right. right but here's the one question I have most people who are getting into real estate investing for the first time are looking for the dogs in real estate and if they're doing so those properties don't even have the quality the the collateral quality is not there for the bank then or is it? Well, <laughs> that's where we're at. I mean that's so what I'm trying to lead you so down that so what is what is Normally, it's something like Dylan can pick up in his cohorts. They pick up, uh, you know, less than, uh, you know, attractive. We'll just call them ugly houses uh, or houses with issues. And they know how to get in there, clean them up, fix them up, et cetera. And they don't really need the bank uh, for that. But if somebody doesn't have the connections like Dylan has. So you can get, uh, we've talked about the whole, yeah. you know, our renovation That's loan. There you go, the renovation loan. We've talked loan. about our renovation loan. Right. Non-owner-occupied 203K type loan. No, 203, 203K is an no. FHA product. No. Okay. No. Because uh, that's well, what the investors <laughs> say to me. They're like, can't you get a 203K for, for rental properties? They're just using 203K as a general term, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sorry, we got an investor calling. Sorry about that. Emil will call you back. <laughs> So, you know, this, so our renovation loan can be used for investment properties as well. And as long as you don't have more than five trades mm. and anything like super structural, you mm -hmm. can actually be your own general. Okay, you don't need a license builder to be the general. license builder to be a general. The rate runs about a quarter percent higher mm -hmm. than the regular 30-year fixed. But this is a standard agency product, Fannie Mae product, which right. means <laughs> that, you know, you will Did be you know about this? No, it's very exciting. Right. And you can, <laughs> you know, and it used to be, and it used, the rule used to be that you can take, so if you bought a, a property for a hundred, uh -huh. you can have up to $50,000 in repairs as long as subject to that repairs, it'll end up at right. $150,000 appraisal. Sure. Well, now they've increased that to 75%. So you wow. can actually borrow up to 175 as long as the improvements are going to get it to And only five, five trades. But I, yeah. But I don't think, you know, at that stage of, you know, being a landlord or brand new landlord, I don't think somebody's getting into that. Do they level. sit there and disperse all at once or do they sit there and it's almost like a construction loan type finance? No, nope, it's a draw loan, okay. just like just like a construction loan. Right. And so just you have the if like big brothers watching you at all times. Oh, yeah. Right. But that's good. You can't get into too much trouble that way if it's your first deal. Right. Right. Yeah. For for a first deal, you're right. It's better to be have, to be have, safe. Yeah. Have have some uh, protection around you. Right. But what you're not doing is you're not paying somebody twenty percent above and beyond to manage a project for right. you because you're doing that yourself. Mm -hmm. And you know this renovation loan doesn't have to be. You know you could be buying a property for a hundred thousand and only need twenty thousand in repairs. Mm -hmm. Right, mm. you're going to update the bathrooms. You're going to update mm. the kitchen cabinets. So you know, not just college so age. This kids is an agency there, program. Maybe. Agency mm. program, but who's monitoring it? Your credit we, union, yeah. yeah. The so. servicer, which is right. us in this case, right. we have a construction loan draw oh, department, okay. and they monitor that. And the same thing, you have, you know, uh, every time you request a draw, an appraiser comes out, you know, gives us a progress report of right. what's been done. So are there expenses well, re related to having a new appraiser? You're probably looking inspection. No, you're looking at about an additional $1,000 in closing costs. Right. But, again, this is more for the buy and hold strategy. And not yeah, for this the is – well, it, no, it doesn't have to be. 
Right. I mean, you do this, you fix your house up. I, you know what? And again, I'm not here to, uh, in any way, denigrate the program. He found another level, so he's jumping in like the <laughs> right. devil. Right there, you go. It's just that I can, you know, I see both, you know, people coming in both different ways. But for, and I know you deal with a very responsive lender and, and very good, but. There's no way when you want to flip something quickly that you can get it done. Oh, no. I mean, it's the time frame. Let's not mislead people. It's, no, I'm not, I, not, I know that you're not, not intentionally. Flip, yeah, this is not is, a flipper product. You, we need, you know, if we just gave you a loan, mm -hmm. we don't want it paid back in five minutes. Right, exactly. You know, we, there's no prepayment penalty. But, what I'm but saying our is, intent of giving one of these loans is not, hey, what, pay us back in a month. But what I'm saying is the process of this, like, Fannie Mae agency type program is a lengthy one. It's not going to be done in a month or two months or three months. It is. We close in thirty days. No, I'm talking about the closing. I'm talking about now. Oh the no, he's saying completing the whole completing project the whole and project. listing it. Depends yet. on how fast you move right. on the improvements. If you've got your guys ready to start work the next day, yeah, then you know, however long. It on takes average, to how long does it take, Emil? The draw inspection uh -huh. from you know, from when we get the draw request submitted uh -huh. to the inspection and the draw and yeah. the draw being approved and money wired out, yeah, less than a week. Okay, that's see. I, I'm a little dated. I've been out of the banking for a little bit of time. Yeah, so we have it, it used to be out. months. <laughs> we have an no, like a month. Draws are yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have an amazing construction loan department, and right. you know we do more construction loans in Michigan. Mm -hmm. We're number one. Who wait? Who's we? Lake Michigan Credit Union. Okay, the Lake Michigan the Lake Credit Michigan Union. I make sure it says so, Lake Michigan and not Lake Shore. It's an interesting statistic. <laughs> we just uh, you know we were just given it's. We're at twenty point four percent market share mm -hmm. of construction lending. Yeah, right. That huge. is strong. The next three competitors behind us uh -huh. don't equal up to twenty percent. Well, I mean, I just I know that I referred a very good client of mine oh, to yeah. you the other day because she went. I mean, this is something important for any, anybody here. It has nothing to do with this one client, but when you're building a property, you make sure you go to a lender who knows construction. You don't go to a mortgage broker. No, there's some really good mortgage brokers out there. We all know them. You go to a lender, especially when it comes to construction financing sure. and construction draws. Uh, and that individual had come into me, real great people, and I think you'll agree, except that they went to a broker. And I'm like, you'll never get this right. thing done. You want to be right. at the bank or the and credit union they're who, not, who they're does not dealing construction loans. Right. You know, first of all, brokers don't have the money, number one. Right. Lender does. Number two, even though the lender doesn't represent the buyer or the, build, the home uh, builder itself, they want to make sure they're covering their ass, so they're going to make right. sure that those draws and everything are documented properly. Everything's yep. going to be signed. One more, it's properly. free. It's a free layer. It's, it's kind of, of protection. It's a free layer I agree. Of protection. Right. I always tell clients, "Hey, let me be the bad cop with the builder." Right. Right. Yeah. In fact, I just made you the bad cop on a deal, right? <laughs> I heard tell that. you about that. Yeah. Yeah. So bank it, won't know, do it. It's easy to blame the bank. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's contingencies. Right. You know, that's another thing that you know people need to see in their contract is make sure you have a finance contingency. If you can't get the financing for what you're trying to do, whether it's to buy a, a rehab property or, you know, building that dream home, if you don't have a financing contingency built into that contract, you don't have an out. Right. And they're going to lose their earnest money deposit when I'm the builder. And then some. Yeah. And then some. Yeah. The builder can come after you and sure. ask for all the money. Right. You know? Specific performance, I right. think we discussed right. on this show. You know, I want to touch on another item that you mentioned earlier in your um, discussion. Uh, that people can come in to a bank and they'll say, hey, you know, I, I just want, uh, you know, I'm going to buy this, but I'm really going to not have it as an owner occupied yeah. initially. 
want to buy it for myself, but really I'm going to flip it. That's loan fraud. That is loan fraud. Yeah, so people know. Dylan. Yeah. That's, know that's that, felonious. Right? You can't get a loan with a 490, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I have an extra labor Somehow protection. I don't believe it. Are you going to take us out, Dylan? Okay? Sure. Okay. So this is Real Estate Realities, New Radio Media, David Sobel, Emil Israeloth, and Dylan Tanaka. So you can work on your credit score during the break. Uh, As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. Radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses? Got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. See Stonehouse's comment? Yeah, I saw about it. your haircut. Yeah, did you see it? You didn't I see it? it? I did not, but we're gonna have <laughs> fighting words. Or Are what? you coming yeah. back? Yeah, all right. We're talking about our friend uh, Keith Stonehouse from uh, Franklin Title, Franklin Title, and Michigan Real Estate Masterminds LLC, as he likes to always say. But this is Dylan Tanaka, Milos Raylov, and David Sobel, the genius. We're back, new radio media, real estate realities. We're just having a little bit of fun uh, with each other here, so. We were gonna. What were we talking about? Pro, prorations and yeah, well, rents we and rent prorations. Rent yeah. prorations, and you know, at closing, it's pretty exciting. It, it happens. You know, first of all, just explain that to listening audience and for me because I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, explain so what, what's important a, when you buy an occupied rental property, whether it's a 32-unit apartment building or a single-family home. Rents are paid in advance. So if that tenant has paid that landlord a thousand dollars and you close on the 15th and in a 30-day month you're actually owed five hundred dollars of that plus 
the security deposit needs to be rolled over to you as well. So those are some of the cash items. You know, they say, oh, money back at closing. That, those are some of the things that you get credited back to you. Right. You actually have to have in the, in the purchase agreement, you have to have it specifically state who that security deposit belongs to. You, I mean, many times it doesn't happen as often as it used to. People have gotten smarter. Perhaps the realtors have gotten uh, burned a little bit more. But the buyer uh, basically has a provision that says, you know what, all security deposits come to me. Of course. It, well, I mean, you'd be shocked what people do, right? And then the other one is what happens if somebody's delinquent on rent? So you have to have a rent roll when they're coming into you. You ask for a rent roll, don't you? Yep. What's a rent roll? A rent roll just uh, is a rent roll. It's an un- <laughs> it's an unaudited, tra- you know, it's an unaudited transaction history of mm-hmm. rents received. Hundred percent perfect every yeah. time, all the time when I sell. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a, you sound like <laughs> Wikipedia there. That was perfect. Unaudited, right? That's unaudited, the big part there. right? And the rent roll, right? Because it's not re- represented. I'm sorry, anything. the what? Unaudited. The re- oh, rent roll. Rent roll. Rent roll. <laughs> rent roll. Um, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Um, because rents. Uh, you know, you'll have people who close on a deal. I'm sure this happens, uh, Dylan, you see it quite a bit. Uh, Happened to me last week. So-and-so, you know, paid with nickels, but the nickels came in. I always got them in arrears, too. Right. <laughs> you get Again, your nickels in arrear? In the rear. <laughs> no. It's, you know what? It's a really fun Saturday morning. What it can is. I say? Anyways, um, getting back getting back to rent rolls. A lot of times the people aren't paying on time. Um, again, the buyer closes, yep. and then somebody comes up with rent. Who does rent belong to? If you don't put that in writing, technically that rent that was due, let's say, For uh, three month. months before a closing, who does that belong to? The seller. It belongs to the seller. But you'd be surprised if people go at it for that rent. No, it's closed. All rents are due. No. You have to specify and what rents. As well. That's correct. Oh, that's very interesting. If you don't, it belongs, uh, belongs to the buyer, yeah. not the seller. That's why you need an attorney, a good real estate attorney. Don't get a criminal attorney. Don't get a PI attorney. Don't get a DWI Pre- attorney to do your real estate deals. A prepaid attorney? Uh, as long as I they mean, practice prepaid, real estate. If they're prepaid, uh, we won't even mention it. But, you know, you get what you pay for. I always say nothing of value is free. Yeah. Pay me now or pay me later. You know, I um, – Right before coming here, somebody had a uh, they, those legal insurance programs, the ones that Dylan's referring to. Um, they have a, a matter. Nice people. They want to back out of their deal. That's specific performance, right? Yep. So they called me. They said, you know, this other company uh, has an insurance program. that They say that they'll cover the whole thing for $500. I said, that's interesting. Said, well, it says real estate closing. That's a schedule, $500. I'm like, but this is not a real estate closing. Yeah, You're beyond the real estate closing. Real You're not even closing. <laughs> You're not even closing. Yeah. You want to back out. That's called litigation, right? Yep. And uh, they were shopping around, but they were looking for a real estate attorney who specializes in that. And at risk of sounding modest, I'm kind of uh, plugging myself today. But uh, I do all that. You do, and, and you know something, and you don't hide that. You advertise that this is right. what you specialize That's all I do. in. That's all you do. Real you know. estate. So I said I don't. I don't honor the fee schedule uh, because it's for something completely inappropriate. I mean, it doesn't even belong in the same right. category. But well, I'm not going to go to a chiropractor for a root canal. You know what I mean? Well, you'd they're be both, shocked. They're both health. <laughs> they're both you know healthcare professionals, right. but they each have their specialty. Right. You know. Unless does your chiropractor do root canals? I need one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, 
so anyways, you know, everything's in, in the end when you're looking for guidance on your transaction. When the underwriter at your mortgage company is trying to figure out what the hell, where does this money go, how's it deposited, uh, you know, when are we closing, you know, what are the provisions? Title coming the same thing. You need an attorney to specify that. And if you have a realtor who does the, you know, you get a border, pl uh, what do they call it, a boilerplate uh, document, you know, they, they lack for quite a bit because you want to tailor each transaction and, uh, to your needs. And especially when you're getting into investment right. real estate. It's so, it's not especially just, your hey, first you guys deal. love this house. First deal. This is out where you're going to rate. No, this is a business transaction where you are, you know, there's moving pieces that don't exist in an owner-occupied transaction, right? right? There's no proration of rents. There's no, you know, like you said, the arrear, the rents and arrears, right. you know, and all those things. You know, the real estate boards do a nice job with the real estate purchase agreements, mm -hmm. but they are legal contracts and they should be reviewed. And, and it does nice say that in those agreements. It says, "Go get yourself an attorney." And Every one of them. Right. Hey, but go to state of Illinois. You can't conduct a real estate transaction without three attorneys. Yeah. That sounds like a about that. fun time in Chicago. I just had a friend um, mm -hmm. send me a message, I think, yesterday about a, a multi-unit somewhere downriver, probably somewhere beautiful downriver. But um, they said, should I should I get a broker? Do I need to, Who do I need to I talk to that, first? Right. So who do you think I sent him to? Not a meal. I sent him to David. Right. <laughs> and then no, because they're fighting words. I said, listen, you, the first thing you need to do is speak with an attorney because if you bring a broker and they're going to want 3 6 10%, oh, yeah. whatever the deal is, because she's buying it he, off market. He basically said attorneys will do it for you cheap. <laughs> That's what he said. I said I 9%. It. No, I said, you know what? I said, you're going to pay less right. typically than you will a broker, and you're going to be way more protected. By the way, in most of the boilerplate uh, listing agreements and purchase agreements, it basically relieves and releases all realtors and anybody right. related to right. more, uh, real estate. All parties involved. There's no professional liability. They're none. And the, the thing is, is that real estate agents, uh, they do a great job of being salespeople. That's their whole job is to be a salesperson and sales coordinator. That's what they do. We're going to have to teach them that. Right, okay. But um, they're not lawyers. No. And right. I don't sit there and I don't sell properties. Uh, my job is to opine. You always say that nobody's allowed to practice law in the state of Michigan except for an attorney. A so licensed attorney. A licensed attorney. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there are attorneys I mean, who are unlicensed, Well, right? no, no. Well, you can be an attorney when you graduate law school. Right. You just got to be licensed to practice. What, mm. if, what if your license goes away somehow? There are people that happens to, unfortunately, You're still an too. attorney, though, technically. That's right. So you always okay. want to make sure you have a licensed attorney. Oh. So what's I mean, interesting, David, yeah. is, you know. I'm uh, licensed, Emil. I'm reviewing, you know, well, I review, I'm not an attorney, but I have to review oh, contracts, yeah. every single purchase that. agreement. No, right. I, and and I do, and there's certain things, like, for instance, every single real estate agency has a, a transaction coordination or right. a compliance fee, right? However, yeah. if I don't include that on my loan estimate, uh -huh. that's a zero tolerance cure. Right. Wow. Right, just like transfer taxes. Right. If I don't, you know, if I don't look at that contract, which, by the way, ninety percent of the contracts in the state of Michigan do not identify who's paying the transfer taxes on that transaction. It is customary that the seller. Yeah, I like the word customary. customary right. But we have mortgage laws are made on right. a federal level, right. so we have to disclose it if it's right. not addressed. Uh -huh. And the same thing with the owner's title policy. Right. But you know, I look at some of these agency agreements, and some of these buyers are signing to pay six percent. They're, they're saying, "No, I'm sorry, they're signing to pay three percent to uh -huh. the agent." Uh -huh. And if that agent shows a house that does not have 
a co-op commission listed, still right. pay them. that buyer is still responsible That's for right. it. Uh-huh. That's because they don't have attorney. an attorney look at that document that they're signing with. And the, I'm thinking about, you know, and I'm looking at this, I go, that there, right there is one reason why, because you don't, you, you know, when you look at a listing ticket, I mean, you got to, even half the real estate professionals out there looking at a listing ticket, and they don't know what every little single field They don't even right. look at the commission half the time because right. I'll list for more than three, and I go, uh-huh. oh, you're calling on my high commission right. listing, and they go, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, isn't that the first thing you look at? Uh-huh. No, but I mean, that is so. Right, it so, would be me. I would do <laughs> It, you know, and I'm my concern for the buyer is 1. here 5. comes a buyer. Here comes a buyer that doesn't have that extra three percent. Right. right, sure. And it wa- you know, and who eats they it? Ends up li- yeah, they end up liking a house where the seller's not willing to cooperate. Sure, right, right. I had a friend that had a for sale by owner, uh-huh. and after the people walked through, they said, "Hey, our real estate agent will contact you." And she said, "I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna." Pay your real right. estate agent. Right, you pay. And she has the right to do that. Right. Absolutely. But if they signed a buyer agency, that's agreement, correct. Now they've, they've got to come pay. out of let pocket. Me, let me just quickly tell you. Um, I this month alone, I have two arbitration uh, hearings. For it's only the one, second of the month. I know. <laughs> or this, sixth. I'm sorry. I know. This he month schedules alone, his work a little bit ahead of time. This month alone, uh, the upcoming month, I have um, two realtors going at it on the commission. Who is the procuring cause? You know, who is the one who brought the deal? Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about. The other one deals with the real estate commission. Exactly what you said. Who's responsible for paying a real estate commission? And the other one, oh, actually, there's a third one that we're trying to negotiate, which is a buyer's, um, the exclusive buyer's agency agreement. And that one's quite interesting. I think <laughs> I know that one. Yeah. Uh, but long and short of it is, um, there are, everything's contract-based. And you're right. You know, I understand what you're saying. In your experience, because of what you do, your profession, you still have to understand how the law applies. Correct. The difference is you can't render an opinion. Mm-hmm. You can have, you know, I know I know several realtors. I could give a shout-out to one right now. First name is Mary. Second name is Grace. Uh, I've been dealing with her for many years. She's a quality realtor, and she probably knows more than uh, 90% of the real estate attorneys out there. <laughs> She's been doing it that long. Mm-hmm. Uh the other 10%, like myself, she's still got to catch up. But she's excellent. And there are times that we will get into some really heated uh, conversations as to what's appropriate. She's not an attorney, but she's been doing it so many years, she's got the experience. The one difference, she can't give a legal opinion. Right. We, I mean. Yeah, she can't fill in, you know, and I'm not, that's not what the the file, I mean, today's uh, topic is about. Right. But it does go to the essence of. Every transaction that you're working with, so your non-owner-occupied deals, Dylan, everything stems from having good professionals, great mortgage people, great attorneys, great realtors, and there really are some amazing realtors out there that do a great job. I, I know have we kind of pleasure of working with right, many. right. I like that. Yeah, pleasure of working, with you. but I, I love it. You know something? Yeah. There's because you deal with good ones. I deal with great right. ones, and I, and the bad ones are the gift that keeps on giving. So I'm always happy about that, but. Uh, title companies the same thing. We know some really good people in the title business, and then there are some real estate investors that we you know hang out with, and some are better than others. But when it comes to buying your first property, don't forgo again. Nothing of value is ever free, so don't forgo. Especially if you, if it's your first deal and you're going to liquidate your four hundred one k or something of that nature, right? Don't. I mean, I feel like I'm lecturing, and you know I do my best lecturing at home, oh. but. Uh, <laughs> It, it look, just is. Do it, I look it, that much younger with a haircut? What? Do I look that much younger with a haircut? You feel like you're talking to one of your kids? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I didn't say that. I wasn't even alluding to that. Are you talking about your haircut? Is that something that everybody's talking or lack about? Or thereof. 
What prompted you? You know, we got less than a minute before oh, break. Wow. But what Here prompted you to get your haircut? I love it. I just, I, I, it's, I very it's, it's very liberating. It's very liberating. Yeah, right. just, you, you know, it saved me five minutes every day now. Wow, very good. You may have took you five more minutes to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right, I'll take us out. This is Dave Sobel with um, Emil Israelov, Dylan Tanaka, and Real Estate Realities and uh, New Radio Media. So we'll be right back. We'll talk talk to your barber afterwards. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andy. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sleeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destiny without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyway, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com Fridays. Podcasters. See you there. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Folks, we're back. New Radio Media, Real Estate Reality, Dylan Tanaka, David Sobel, and Emil Israelov. And we were talking off camera a little bit uh, yeah, during I mean, the break. I, I was interested in knowing yeah. what, you know, drives people a man to shave no, no, his he head. runs like, what, what's that? <laughs> what drives a man to shave his head on a Friday afternoon? No. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Saturday morning. Um, remember that. What, you know, you run this RIA, you've been sure. doing it for many years, and so you really have a lot of experience. Like, you know, the, you're like the man on the street. You're dealing with people every day yeah, who come boots up on to the you ground. and go, boot, yeah, boots on the ground, and go, you know, they cry to you or they come to you, they're very inquisitive, uh, want to know, how do I buy a house? So what, what are the things that you see? I mean, you got the legal perspective, you got the financing perspective. What do you see uh, when people are looking for, I guess, mentorship, when people are looking for advice? 
what do you get? Well, you, you guys kind of touched on it earlier, not getting too far away from your actual home where you live, because mm-hmm. when you're far away from home, it makes it a lot tougher to, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know why I'm laughing, but uh, makes it a lot tougher to, to, to get around and, and maybe figure out what, uh, what actual area that you want to work. And then the other part of it is just education. You know, you've got to make sure that you have some semblance of an idea of how business works. We always talk about making sure you do speak to an attorney, um, a CPA, find out where your personal finances are so you don't get in any kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. But then after that, how are you just going to go out and buy, fix, and sell or buy, fix, and rent homes? Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about construction? Do you have any connections in that business? Do you know right. the pricing at Home Depot? I tell new people, go to Home Depot right. and look at pricing. And then call around and ask what it is, how much it is to do certain, certain um, repairs or whatever. And uh, a lot of people don't want to do that because they're nervous. But in this market, people don't have a lot of time to wait either. Right. Meaning like, oh, you can't just like you know, They've got to jump quick. Right. So a lot of times if someone's got a little bit of money, what a smart thing for them to do is, is to maybe partner up with another investor. Maybe just come in as, as the money lender, mm-hmm. but still as a quote-unquote partner who can ride along and be there for the whole deal to see what actually happens uh-huh. and then gain the connections of the person that they're they're partnering right. with, even though it may not be a true partnership. But that, that again, is up to the individuals and, and their attorney, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of the smartest things that they can do because instead of making a thirty or $50,000 mistake or, again, paying for thirty or $50,000 coaching, right. get into a deal but find someone that you can trust right. and spend a little bit of time learning. Right. What's, your, um, what's a nightmare story that you, comes to mind? That uh, somebody came to you with. Can you think of that name? One of them uh, was actually a title issue, and he purchased a house on quit claim. So he didn't go through a title company, which we always say is super important. People who are um, extremely, I don't know, maybe maybe once you make it to the attorney, the real estate attorney level, you're not nervous about buying on quit claim deed. But I tell everyone they should go through a title company. So he bought a house on quit claim. The person moved to. Germany, I think, was the where they moved and then died. <laughs> so he still doesn't have this property. He doesn't know what to do. And that was his first rental property. So the wow. seller moved to Europe and keeled over. Wow. So what do you do? I don't know. I'm, I don't but know. When you say he sold it, he bought it on quick claim. From I that. said he bought it. Yeah, he bought it. He bought on a quick claim deed. Okay. And but if, are there underlying lien issues? Right. I'm sorry. So so something huge popped up right. on there. Oh yeah. So he can't go back after the seller. There's no. nothing to do, and no. he got defrauded basically. Okay. Well, that right. That, I'm sorry. I forgot that the important part. <laughs> there, there's a hundred thousand dollar lien on a right. fifty thousand dollar home, okay. but right. it didn't pop up at McDonald's when they closed it. Okay, but you know what? I you know uh, from a scrappy. You know, we talk about that book smart, street smart. Oh, yeah. A hundred thousand dollar lien on a fifty thousand dollar home isn't going to go much, you know, go f- that far. So what you have to do on something like that, you still are an owner of the property, mm-hmm. is you might want to call that lien holder and see what you can negotiate. Do to negotiate sure, it, you know, sure. I think he let. I, I don't. I don't remember what happened. Somebody mm-hmm. somehow there was a foreclosure issue or it went away. So yeah. he made it. He made a big error. I had one. Stop uh, paying the taxes. Something silly. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you don't know. Well, it's very common with how taxes, you know, the the tax auction properties are sold. You know, the tax, the local taxes, Mm -hmm. the property tax, the precedence over the mortgage holder. Sure. Sure. And you know, a lot of times these houses are sold on quick claim deeds with, you know, we had uh, we had um, your friend from the title company. We were talking about that. You know, then you got to get into quiet title. Yeah, you got a quiet title. Anytime you have a tax sale, or you got to correct the title. 
you know, to satisfy right. the title company. It's imperfect. I'll ju- we have a couple minutes. So I'll just tell you I had a property in uh, Detroit. And it was the best deal ever, like 40 units. Everybody, you know, uh, thought it was a beautiful property. And it was a, a Chinese investor. They wanted to sell it. And the, the price was so low. And somebody brought it to me. And I went with me and another guy to take a look at it. It turned out that the, uh, the 40 unit apartment building didn't come with the 45 uh, parking spaces on a separate lot. <laughs> oh, nice. It belonged to somebody else. And that Street happens. parking for right. 45 people. Yeah. Plus Could you guests. imagine? Perfect. So, I mean, you really have to, you know, commercial or residential, you really have to take a look at that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Dylan, mm. is there some type of uh, cheat sheet that you have uh, for when you go look at a property? I mean, for you, probably it's a mental checklist at this point. You've been doing it for so long. But for some of our listeners, is there like a, a cheat sheet that you sure. have through your coaching yeah, all process. they have to do is go to reevmacomb.com. Reevmacomb.com. Yeah. Just go they to contact us. How do they reach you, uh, Emil? Oh, they can give me a call at my office uh-huh. at 248-961-4300 or visit me at and all my contact information is there, including a link right to our application if you mm-hmm. want to get started right away. Or you can walk into the barbershop and he's sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be going to the barbershop for a while with, these, with this hairstyle. All right. And they can get in touch with you at Rhea McComb? Yes. Okay. Don't you have a, another uh, phone number? No, that's the one. Yeah, they can call me right on my uh, office line at 248-686-1819. Okay. And then you can reach me, Dave Sobel, over at ProvenResource.com, 888-789-1715. you want to take it out? or Go ahead. Go for it, Emil. You've been listening to Real Estate Realities on New Radio Media with D- David Sobel, Dylan Tanaka, and Emil. You guys are going to go merge your names. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. Have a great weekend. Yep, we'll see you next Thanks week. Thanks for joining us. Go Blue.